Um, so yesterday I was on BuzzFeed, as you are, and I came across a quiz that was something along the lines of like, what 90s TV show is your perfect show or something? Okay. And I was like, right. okay, I'll take this. So I took it knowing full well what the answer would be. Duh. And sure enough, it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I guess the moral of that story is that good thing I'm doing a podcast on that show. Yeah, it proves that you're qualified. You're so qualified yeah. for this job. My name is Kat. My name is Harley, and we are the Culture Buffs. And this is episode four of season three of a little show that we here like to call Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, you're either in or you're out. That's what the, that's what it is, according to the BuzzFeed quiz. Okay, so um, this episode was called Beauty and the Beasts, yep. and I have trouble with it. Yeah, are we going to get into a little segment we like to call, that's a dumb name. Is it really, is it still called that? I don't Did know. Did we say that? I don't think we renamed it. Okay, that's a dumb name. Perfect. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, Great. okay, yeah, it's a dumb name, so. So... I have two very obvious titles that we Oh yeah, can just I have one mix. that I thought was super super obvious that okay. I just I only have the one, but I was like why didn't you title it this? This makes the most obvious sense. number 1 Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, that is very obvious. I didn't think of that. Duh. That is super obvious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Obvious number 2 Call of, Call the, of the Wild. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Exactly. What were they doing? The book what that you literally doing? opened and closed the episode yeah. on inexplicably. Yeah, like you literally used themes yeah. and actual text yeah. from a book and then you didn't name the episode that. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Um, my third title, my third alternate title um, that I'm going to throw into the mix is just a slight change on the original one. How about Buffy and the Beast? Because, like, it says beasts, referring to what you assume to be what they think is a werewolf in the beginning yeah. that turns out to be Angel, and then also the scary Hulkman who drinks yeah, the yeah. juice in the closet for some reason. Um, so, just shorten that down to one because Angel's back and you kind of zone in on the relationship with Angel and Buffy, and yeah, it's Buffy and the Beast. I, I, you know? I think you have to have the multiple beasts plural because like the whole point is like we're looking at the different forms of beasts angels okay. the beast that can be redeemed whereas yes. what's his face is the beast that has already lost all of his humanity he cannot be Which, redeemed wow. he doesn't want to be redeemed i want to talk about pete. this in pete. detail later for a second pete and yes. then oz is like Bruce a Banner. beast who knows he's a beast and is trying to control it yes so it's beauty um, and like the different forms of beasts still a dumb title but i, I like the plurality Okay, cool. Then Buffy and the Beasts, because, like, yeah. just why would you say Better. beauty? Like, then then it's just, like, up for debate. Like, what are you talking about there? Why are we trying to go exactly. with the Beauty and the Beast reference? Such a weird reference It really is. Happen. Like, they just liked that it said Beasts, but, like, because the episode had nothing to do with actual Beauty but and the Beast. I will say, the whole different sort of Beast thing, they never use the word Beast. They use the word Monster. So Very it doesn't true. even make sense. Very true. But they're not using... Yeah. That's not like a play yeah. on words. True. If, it's a stretch. Know. It's a stretch. It's a big stretch. It's... They use the word monster because I wrote it down in my notes. Mm. I took notes, Buffy writers. 
you better hide. I'm sorry uh-huh. that I'm threatening. Okay, you. yeah, don't threaten okay. them. This is public. <laughs> this is public. You're right. We're putting this up on a very public platform. Um, but I mean, who's listening? Mm-hmm. Raise your hand if you're listening. And you're a Buffy writer. Okay, anyway. Um, my first note uh-huh. is a fashion note, and it is my only fashion note. Oh, okay. So let's get into the fashion patrol. Get out of the way. Yes. Early on, quick and easy. I only have two, so yeah, let's do it. Cool. Let's do it. So I just have to say that Xander wears not one, but two very, very tight sweaters in this episode. Yeah. And it is out of character. The first one he was wearing, like, baggy gym shorts and then a tight <laughs> torso sucking. What? Like, it was basically a corset with sleeves. It was insanely what? tight. It was tighter than anything I would ever wear in public. It was crazy. And I was just like, who is this new Xander? Where did he come from? Does he have a new personality to go with his new sweater? <laughs> I don't know. You think he would have started wearing that, that like, stuff when he was, like, super dating Cordy. But, right. you know, now they're just kind of, like, dating, not dating around, sort of, there. You know? Yeah. It was very strange. Anyway, that's my only fashion note. Um, Weird my... tight Let me see. Oh, I have two. One of them, the first one's not really fashion. I counted it as fashion since I didn't have any other fashion notes. Was Buffy is super tan. And I didn't notice it until the last scene of the episode when she's like out in the sun wearing that spaghetti strap top. She's like really dark. I guess that was super fashionable because like all of a sudden, just like bam, she got super tan. Yeah, it was super. You were either, I feel like, really, really tan or really, really pale in the 90s. There yeah, no she's, she's getting tan. She's getting there. For and being then, Oh, the other thing that was super on trend is Buffy and Faith both rock multiple crop tops in this episode. Multiple. They do. You're correct. Crop tops all over the place. So 90s. So 90s. Well, okay. Bing, bang, boom. Got that out of the way. Out of the way. Let's, let's get at this. Get at this episode. Yeah. So I have a problem like I always do, with Xander in the beginning. Uh-huh. Because when he's like, I'll take over watching him, meaning um, Oz yeah. as the werewolf, and she's all like, yeah, I'm not ready to see him naked, blah, 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 and like, we smooch sometimes, yeah. and me, and I've seen one of the halves, and he's like, ooh, which half? Is he like being dumb, or like being gossipy, or like being jealous, like what's the... Yeah, I like, I think, because at first I was like, is this supposed to be a jealousy thing? Because I don't like that. And I think yeah, the only me. the only options that seem plausible is either A, Xander still has that dumb jealous streak, which is like yeah. gross and stupid, or B, it's supposed to be kind of like a brotherly thing. Like a, That's what, mm, I was... what are you doing with my sister? Yeah. Like, you know, that kind of a thing. It just didn't really read as brotherly. It didn't. Because of just, like, who Xander is. Yeah, exactly. I don't... I think... Like, I... They could have a brother-sister relationship if Xander wasn't so, like, I want to have sex with all women all the time. Right, exactly. Which, yeah. Teen boys, teen boys, it's hard for them to be friends with teen girls, so... Yeah, I think think sometimes that is the case, and... That can be the case. Even though Xander and Willow have a long-standing friendship, I feel like maybe they don't communicate the best. Yeah. And they're kind of just... Teen boys in general and teens in general aren't always great, aren't usually great at communication. Yeah, I think they're maybe just good at 
they're good at being friends and but they're not necessarily always good friends to each other and they're just kind of doing it out of habit now for sure especially now that Buffy's in the mix and they all have this thing in common it's definitely keeping them together but I wonder like if Buffy had never come to the school and if Willow had slowly like you know met a guy and you know liked him and dated him like if she would have really stayed friends with Xander and if Xander through all of this cordy stuff really would have stayed friends with Willow I don't know it's all very strange it is it is. High school yeah. relationships and high school friendships are strange, though. They're complicated and strange and mostly based yeah. off of proximity. That's very true. But, I mean, me and you, you're in Connecticut and I'm in Texas. Very true. And we're high school friends. We stuck so, around. around Blamo. What? Yeah, we did. Okay. Anyway, um, this is not about friendship. This is about TV, Harley. Get it together. Ah, real things. What? does doing the ditty mean faith said it i know what it means like it means having sex but who says doing the ditty the same type of person who says good down low tickle that's my answer (laughs) faith faith talks about sex like you it's like borderline juno speak you know where they're like that's one edge sketch that can't be undiddled oh it is it's yeah. like borderline that, but not quite there. So it's not like stylized, nor is it normal. And it is yeah. just like, okay. Because like Buffy, like the character alone, Buffy has a very, very like well put together speech pattern mm-hmm, sure. that I think is very much like how Joss Whedon speaks and how the writing team kind of collected all of the speech patterns and colloquialisms like around, you know, mm-hmm. the production like team and stuff and I think it's really really well put together and things always usually for the most part sound right coming out of Sarah Michelle Gellar's mouth you know and like in the Scooby gang context everything sounds right but with Faith things just like don't sound right sometimes and I'm like yeah I think I I think I can't I think it must be intentional because I feel like they're attempting to keep some of Faith's otherness through her speech and the fact that she does not speak like anybody else on the show because not only does she, like, have a different cadence and different vocabulary, but Faith particularly particularly uses a ton of idiosyncratic euphemisms and idioms. Like, she's yes, constantly she using phrases and idioms that, like, you've never heard before. But she uses them like they're totally normal. And, like, no one else speaks that way. The way she says, yeah, like, doing the ditty, good download tickle, five by five. Like, these are yeah. all weird things, but fi- things to faith, no they're normal. So I think yeah. I think that, like, right now, it's very jarring, but as the character develops and it becomes part of just, like, that's how she speaks, it's a little less jarring. Yeah, I, I agree with that, I guess. I haven't really noticed it to be, like, crazy different from how everyone else speaks because it's it's different enough in the way that everyone else is different enough like it's very much Buffy has its own language like as a tv show so I haven't really noticed it being like crazy off of everyone else it just kind of sounds weird for her character like she's not a character who would be speaking like that she if anything I feel like she's the other who doesn't use crazy phrases she just speaks like a normal human and they're always like saying things like doing the ditty and she's not you know it's just yeah, a- I mean you think but she also remember she said wrestling and she said like oh yeah in the last episode she also said something weird like like something oh hoot and a half she used the phrase hoot oh, and yeah. a half not sarcastically just- genuinely 
That's true. Yeah, something's, something's going on there. We'll have to keep tabs on yeah. Faith's language, because I do not know what's going on there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Faith. I don't know. But I'd feel weird talking to her. I know yeah, that for speaking, sure. Speaking about Faith, it's weird that... Remember, we just met Faith last episode. I honestly forgot that watching this. Oh, I was yeah. like, you know, Faith's around. Um, but we just met her. And then in this episode, she's, like, barely there. She just, like, shows up occasionally to help out and then is gone again. They act like she's, like, totally normal, just, like, part of their lives, which I guess is maybe a good way to introduce a new character. But it's weird to remember that, like, we just met this girl. We have no idea who she is, really. And she's just, like, hardly there. Yeah, and she's just saying weird things when she is there. And I guess, I mean, they're setting up her character, I mean, just by the way she dresses, the fact that she's another Slayer, the fact that we know, like, she's, like, watcherless at the moment. And so we we get the gist of, like, the rebel Slayer who doesn't go by the rule book. And, you know, Buffy also kind of doesn't go by the rule book, but in a very different way. Right. And so we see that they're different enough, like, right off the bat. So I think that they're characterizing her fine. I think that we saw yeah. her enough to be honest. Okay. And um, for one of the minutes that we did see her, she was listening to a song called Teenage Hate Machine. Oh, good. Oh, great. Yeah. When she was like raging out yeah. to mm-hmm. uh, her headphones while she was watching Oz. Yeah. Teenage Hate Machine. I'm glad that was the title. And I think maybe that's just what Faith is. Just cool. a teenage hate machine. Oh, I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah. That's enough characterization for me. Fair. So. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like slash uh, hate, but mostly like the counselor when he was like when Buffy goes to see the counselor and she's like I don't want to do this blah 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 he's not gonna understand me and then he's like everybody has their demons and she's like more than you'll ever know and like head <laughs> it's yeah I for some reason really enjoyed the counselor I not only because him. it was Mr. Mosby yeah no he but... was Mr. Mosby that was a little distracting I forgot it was yeah. Mr. Mosby and then yeah. I saw him and I was like oh right what Mr. Mosby so young so little yeah it did remind me of every other like high school tv counselor I've seen though uh-huh. and generally I like that dynamic when there's like the rebel kid who's having a lot of problems because they're not trying to be the rebel. They're just ostracized for some reason. And they're like, a therapist or a counselor isn't going to help me with my problems. Why do I need to go see them? And then they go see them and it's like, wow, they're really understanding of my problems. Kind of warming up to them, but I can't let them know it. I like that dynamic. I don't know why I do. But I do. It happens in Six Feet Under. Liked Mm -hmm. it then. Happens on the show Awkward. It's basically the entire plot of the show Awkward. Um... It doesn't happen on Gilmore Girls. That counselor relationship is very different, and I very hate true. that scene. <laughs> that one scene, that awful one yeah. scene, yeah. Stupid, her Yale counselor. Um, but yeah, generally I just like the whole TV counselor trope. I don't know, I guess it's a trope. Yeah, happens. I mean, it's nice. It was really, really nice to see an adult validating Buffy's feelings without even needing to know the whole story. Like, he didn't need to know that, you know, she killed her first love and that his soul went away when she slept with him. He just needed to know, like, you were in a relationship that hurt you and you loved a person and I believe you. And, like, that's valid. Mm -hmm. And your feelings are true, even though, you know, you're a kid. That's fine. Teens still have emotions and, like, 
those are valid. And that's like, really nice because so often in TV shows and in real life, adults think like teens are dumb. Like your feelings don't matter. You're stupid. Like kids can't yeah. be in love. Like stop being so dramatic. Calm down. But like it's nice whenever you see an adult validating teens in their lives. Yeah. It's just it really, really comforting. Is. I was actually just thinking, like, the other day, like, why don't we just give kids the rights that adult humans do? <laughs> like, I don't know why I was on this, but I was just like, they know what they're, they know what they're thinking. Maybe not all the time, but they do. I mean, everyone changes. You know, like, kids are smart. Stop belittling them. I really do hate it when adults belittle teens. Yeah. Or, like, like belittle a five-year-old, you know? They yeah. don't know anything. They probably do, though. Five-year-olds are very smart also. Smarter than you think they are. It's just, like, <laughs> you can't... I mean, like, low-key, I'm scared of small children. Yeah, I was like, you smarter. sounded like you have a conspiracy theory. Like, five-year-olds, they know something. <laughs> they... <laughs> five-year-olds, what do they know? What's that one? What's that? What's that from? Oh, Bojack Horseman. The celebrities, what do they know? They, do they yeah. know stuff? Let's ask them, or whatever. <laughs> Let's ask them. Um... Yeah, it, I need a show like that where it's just five-year-olds and I pick their brains for knowledge that I think they have. We're getting very off track. I am, I just think the, everyone should be validated. And it was very nice that she was validated. Yes. He was a good really counselor, was. which is why he had to die. Yeah, you can't have someone on Buffy's side. Exactly. God forbid. Whew. God, no. Could never. Um, so also, he like, goes away. Who finished, oh, yeah? her psych- who finished her psych evaluation? Like, did they just, were they like, oh, counselor's dead. I guess that's over. You're probably fine. Yeah. That was one of those things that probably just got lost in the, in the paperwork shuffle because someone's dead. I mean, I just, I venture to say that they don't get anything done at Sunnydale. Fair. Like, I'm surprised they even made her get a psyche eval, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like everything's just kind of brushed under the rug and forgotten about. They don't actually have any school records or you know, care for the well-being of their children. Oh, no. Oh, no. At all. Um, so, yeah. So, that guy's dead. And he got... What was happening? How did he... How did it look like he died? Because I was trying to figure that out. Yeah. So, Buffy... Buffy said it looked... Okay, so the whole thing is he died, like, so quickly that a cigarette was still in his hand. Yes. Like, that's he what, somehow died mm-hmm. so quickly. In his chair. In his chair, not turning towards the door... So you have to think that Pete snuck up on him because, yeah. like, he didn't turn around. He kept his back to the door. So Pete somehow, mm-hmm. in monster form, even though that monster did not look stealthy, no. snuck in. And before this guy even had a chance to look up, did what to him? Yeah, it looked like he tore off his face. Yes, but that doesn't kill you. That no, makes you it would move. just hurt. That makes yeah. you flail. That does make you flail. What did he do to I'm going to say that with one hand, he tore at his mm-hmm. face, and with the other, he ripped his heart through his chest. Okay. Like in one okay. swift like ninja move, real quick. Like I was thinking maybe he reached all the way into his head and like pulled out his brain. Okay, that's the other possibility. Everybody just like Either severed way, him like this. I'm going to say that the amount of force it takes to pull out a vital organ would jostle a cigarette mm-hmm. out of a person's hand. I think so as well. Unless Pete was trying to make someone find him. 
Oh. Unless he was just like one of those weirdos serial killers who likes to like stage a body after he's oh he might it. he might have lit the cigarette afterwards and been like exactly <laughs> and like turned the butt the, th- the chair Ooh. around so it was like you know see that makes That's, more sense <laughs> it makes more sense but at the same time it doesn't it makes no sense <laughs> like because we never get a serial killer vibe from pete we just get like abusive Anger. alcoholic boyfriend yeah like very strange um, so yeah, he looked like he looked like Gus Fring in Breaking Bad when in Breaking Bad this character walks out of a room where there's a bomb has just gone off and half of his flesh, his skin is just gone. Oh good. And that's what looked happened. It, yeah, it that looked is like, what it looked like, yeah. Looked like he'd been in a room where part of him exploded and then the other part was fine. But that's not what a man could do to him. No. Nope. Even a Hulk man. It was I don't know what who told who? Like, who was like, hey, makeup department, make him look like blank, you know? I don't know. It doesn't... I don't know. There's. N- it doesn't make any sense. Um, I will say that is one major flaw with this episode. Yeah, although I get that, like, you have to realize that the whole thing was like, we need to do the cigarette thing, because that's a really cool image. Her seeing that yes. the cigarette is all the way burnt down, and they were like, yeah. who who cares how he's dead? Don't worry about it. He'll be in shadow. That's pretty Don't mean. worry about it. Because to be fair, I didn't think about it a second while I was watching the episode. Yeah. It wasn't until about five minutes ago when I was reading my notes that I started thinking about, how'd that dude actually die? So during the episode, I was fine. I was perfectly content with him just being like, that dude's dead. <laughs> Yeah, because, so. like, it was, a co- it was a very cool thing. It was, like, so eerie and, like, the cigarette between... Like, mm-hmm. it was good. I get it. I just, like, don't know. Maybe he... Maybe with the burning cigarette, he lit his entire face. He burned his entire face, like, very slowly with the, uh-huh. the end of the burning cigarette. Yeah. And it took a while, and the pain was so excruciating that he just passed out, and he gave him uh, poison while he was passed out, and then he died. Okay. Okay. Those are the three theories. Good theories. On how Good theories. the counselor died. Um, yeah, that's all. That's all. You know who does need counseling, though? Who? Oz. Because he is going through it. He's going through the works. That's more... true. He, TBH, I would, I wish there was an Oz spinoff more than anything. Oh, I'd watch it. Because his arc, his arc in this very episode is just as big as Buffy's is in, like, a season. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. him being turned into a werewolf and then up until this episode having to, like, deal with that. And then he's like, okay, another month, the time of the month is there. And he's just like, who am I? Am I a monster? Yeah. Am I a person with a monster inside them? Like, what do I do? Stop talking about me behind my back. Like, can my girlfriend trust me? Am I okay? It's all the good questions. Yeah. All the good questions. Because this isn't like a Teen Wolf situation where he's using it to help him be good at sports. <laughs> this is some crazy shit where he cannot control it yeah. and he might be killing people. And like, how do you how do you deal with yourself if you are killing people when you're just blacked out, when you're not in your body? That's, you know? that's the question. That's the question I just have werewolves. a lot of feelings about Oz. It's just so sad. He's such a good person. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he can't help it. And, like, the thing is, he's going through all of this shit, and he deals with it so maturely. Yes. Like, the, the moment when, like, he tries to storm out of the room, and Willow stops uh-huh. him, and he's like, hey, 
I need to storm out right now. It's just a thing I need to do. And he, like, communicates that to her. He's not, like, shitty and mean. He's not a jerk. He doesn't just try to walk off. He's like, hey, I know that I'm acting irrationally, but I need to do this. And I'm like, that's so mature for a teen to, like, acknowledge that. He's the best person on this show. Yeah, no. He's he's amazing. He's such a good guy. So good all the time. I wish... Sometimes, but this was just half Buffy the Vampire Slayer, half Oz the Werewolf. Uh, I wish yeah, they were I'd a watch duo. that. Why did they do the spinoff Angel? They should have done the spinoff Oz. Seriously, I would. I'm very sorry, Angel and David Boreanaz and Angel fans and Joss Whedon, but I would much rather an Oz spinoff. Hell yeah, I'd watch Oz would, fight crime by day, be a tortured werewolf by night. Do you think it would just be called Oz? Because you can't really do that because that's like Cause, the jail show. Yeah, Oz already exists. I think it'd have to be like... Yeah. It'd have to be like Oz the Werewolf or something. Or it could be like... Uh, Oz. <laughs> Oz. Private. P-O-Z. Private like, Werewolf Detective. <laughs> private Werewolf... Oh, yeah. Because is he... What's he... What's the... The show is him going... To, like, figure out how to deal with his inner demons. Yeah, and, like, along the way, he encounters demons and people, like, who are being haunted and shit. And he's like, I know about this stuff, so I guess I've got to help it out. And, like, he's so, even though he's on his own journey to try and figure out his own self, he keeps being pulled into all these other people's problems. So he never actually gets to help himself because he's too good of a guy focused on other people's problems. Yes, that's good. Yeah. That's very good. So it's got a long arc of him trying to like find werewolf redemption, but then the short mm-hmm. episode by episode arc of solving a new problem each time. So do you think he's like a, a PD, just like is that what they're called? Private no, detectives? that's a police department. <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, what is what's PI, Angel? private investigator. A PI. Is Angel a PI in the show, technically? Yeah, it's called Angel Investigations. Right, right, right. So, um, yeah, spoiler alert. Angel goes somewhere else and becomes a P.I. Spoiler. And, um, yeah, but I don't think he'd be a P.I. I think he would, or, like, be masking as a P.I. I think he would be, like, he would be, like, a palm reader. Oh, okay. And he would, you know, something a little more, like, spiritual yeah, and inner yeah. self. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. Like, he'd, maybe not a palm reader, but something like that. Something yeah. where he would just, like read people's auras or even like like, what if he just like has a normal job and he's just like working at coffee shops traveling across europe trying to find his wisdom but he keeps people keep coming to get their coffee and he like sees it in them and he's like this person is haunted and he has to help them i think he'd need to get we'd need to find out that like werewolves have some other special power where they can like smell the fear of the yeah they can they can add that in that's Whatever. It's like they can smell fear specifically created by experiencing yeah. supernatural things. Yeah. We're just writing our own TV show right now, <laughs> by the oh, way. Right. Well, <laughs> anyway, back to the episode at hand. Right, right, um, Buffy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um, it seems, oh, I just wrote this. It seems the people who aren't at peace with themselves are the true heroes in this world. What? Is what okay. I wrote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I meant that, like, Buffy is not at peace with herself because she's like, I don't want to be a slayer, but I have to. And Oz is like, I'm a werewolf and I kill people. You know? Uh-huh. Like, the people who are not at peace with their most inner basic conflict 
they're the ones who are like they're constantly changing and they're striving to be better and define themselves and so they're constantly redefining like what's good in their eyes and they're always like checking themselves and they're the real heroes and then there are people like willow and xander who are just flitting around doing nothing yeah yeah takes no turmoil turmoil to to confront the world yeah in in buffy the vampire slayer i think so and Very true. Giles already went through this in his teen years. Exactly. When he was a warlock or whatever. Like addicted to so magic or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He was just doing coke. He there was no magic involved. <laughs> it was just cocaine. It was really just coke, y'all. Um mm. Yeah. So those are those are the heroes and those are the people I care about currently at this moment in time. Yeah. Good. Oz, Buffy. Giles. Me too. Um, those are my faves. Those are my BFFs. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay, I have a very important question. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Just completely off that topic. Changing gears, switching gears. Mm -hmm. Where did Angel get the pants he's wearing? Buffy knocked him out and put them on him. No, he was wearing pants in the forest when she found out he was the beast and not Oz. When they started fighting, he was wearing pants. Mm. He was wearing pants. Oh, is that her first time finding him? Oh, you're right. Oh, I guess he stole him? From what? From who? What is that mansion near that he stole pants? Like someone camping in the woods? A hunter? But how did he know he needed to put pants on? He's a wild animal. I mean, the thing is he has... Because by the end, obviously, he's back. So, like, I guess the first shred of humanity he showed was a desire to wear pants. The desire to conceal his genitalia. Need pants. pants. Like, that was his only thought. (laughs) His entire driving force was, need pants, need pants. And if only Buffy had unchained him, she would have realized that he was just trying to get a shirt. He was just trying to take her shirt, put yeah, it on he him. Just, he just needed a shirt. That was it. Maybe that's the person, like, that's what he took from the person that he, like, mauled. Yeah, I get Why the pants? Yeah. Took only pants. <laughs> I was just so, I was like, I know that this is because we can't have just, like, David Dicks Boy flying and around. Wiener flying around <laughs> while they're fighting. Like, I mean, it happened, in, it happened in Deadpool. Why can't it happen on Buffy? Come on. But just like, imagine fighting a guy and his, his, his dick's just flying everywhere. I'd be like, I surrender. Please leave. <laughs> yeah, I can't this do this. So weird and strange. I'm so distracted by a weird thing that keeps hitting me but it doesn't hurt it's just like a little 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 peen <laughs> flying around in the wind yeah um it'd be very distracting i mean fighting naked might be a way to win <laughs> that's true give you an advantage it's so distracting so um yeah i know it's minor and i know they had to put pants on him but where did he get the pants yeah that's true that's true um so yeah, that was one question. Another question I have is, is Willow now all of a sudden trained in being a forensic scientist? Why can she go to a dead body and be like, I know what killed it? She, like, I don't, I didn't realize how much I didn't like Willow. I like Willow as, like, an actual character. Mm-hmm. But the use of her and the Scooby gang up until now has just been, like, she can basically do anything yes, and learn any skill. Exactly. Which is, like, no, she is good at computers. And I guess she's good at reading online. I, But, like, she didn't just read online about how to detect, 
like how to do an autopsy she's on a body. She's also good at science though. That was that's that's been a thing. Like she's I think, good at science in general. See, I think she's good at science, but in like the high school all A's way, where it's like I know how to follow rules, I know how to write good scientific journals to turn in and then get A's, you know? It's never been explained to us that it's like, oh, she's really good at inventing things and crazy science and she knows how to put these two things together and they make a new thing i mean she is a witch but that brings me to my point why isn't she automatically really good at witchcraft if she's automatically really good at everything else why does she have to try at witchcraft it's not like she knew anything about forensic science before well yeah but the thing is she wasn't doing any forensic science like that's something i could do that wasn't even a skill literally just like look up in Giles's books what does a werewolf mauling look like what does being killed by other demons like look up a few things look at the body go cross-reference pick some hairs look at them under a microscope say could that be werewolf hair like that's not hard that wasn't real science um, like anyone yeah, could have done I that just, they were making it seem like oh now we're gonna go follow all-knowing willow and she's gonna give us all of our answers like I think they're yeah. playing it in the way where it's like she just can learn any skill and I'm like, if she's so smart, why isn't she just a fantastic witch by now? She's yeah. like, she's taking so long to get there. And I get it because it's something she's never experienced before, but she hasn't experienced a lot of things yeah, before. I think, I, I don't think they're really doing that so much as like, the problem is that Willow's having to carry the entire weight of being a useful friend because Xander yeah. and Cordelia are useless. Like That's Xander and Cordelia true. can't and won't do anything so whenever yeah. someone needs anything to be done, any type of research, any type of doing anything, it has to be Willow because no one else is going to do it. And like, yeah. she's not actually doing anything all that hard most of the time. It's stuff anyone could do. It's just Xander and Cordelia aren't the type of characters that would do it. So we have to see yeah. Willow time and time again doing a new thing. And so like, it gets annoying, but I think that's all it is. It's just that she's the only person that can do anything in the group. And to be fair, she is not, like, being like, oh, yeah, I know so much about this. She's always, like, very wary of her own skills, and she's always yeah. like, this might not work, or this might not be right, but And we see her, like, werewolf. look things up. We see her do research. Yeah. It's not like she's like, oh, immediately, like, oh, yes, I know how to do that. Oh, yes, I'm glad you mm-hmm. asked. I already knew that. She does look yeah. things up. It's true. Yeah, it's just annoying it's just that she's annoying. the only one that has any yeah. skills. That she's just literally big given all these skills yeah. all the time. And I'm like, I don't know. Give Cordy a skill. Give Xander a skill. Like Xander's only skill is, like, just residue gun knowledge. Exactly. Of, he, like, vaguely just... remembers military commands. Stupid. Um, yeah. I just, I don't know. I had a big problem with that. Um, also had a problem with the body outline. Of where Angel fell. <laughs> yeah. And it was uh, horrible. And that's all I have to say about it. I don't get what it was supposed... What it was. I think it was supposed to be like, he fell so hard from hell that there was dust around him and it all flew off and created a body outline? I don't know. It looked silly. The, the fact that Buffy doesn't look at it and like bust out laughing, I just yeah. think is... A crime. It if looks I heard so him, like, silly. Wait, did you draw that? Like, and like, how did he you? get up without disturbing the like whatever that soot was? Maybe it was supposed to look like he indented the floor, but they're really bad at like force perspective. <laughs> okay. Sure. That, that's all I can think of. 
I don't know. Maybe that happened. I don't, like, why could, I don't, it was horrible looking. Who okayed that? It was silly. It was so silly. That's not a special effect. That's just some paint. Yeah. It just, it wasn't ideal. I'm sorry, the 90s, but it wasn't ideal. Um, Yeah, and so Angel is back, and we learn that apparently, according to Giles, he was probably tortured in a hell dimension for hundreds of years. Yes. Yes, we do. Um, I really, really liked the whole, like, talk that that Giles gave Buffy, where he was like, there are two types of monsters, like, the whole monster theory. I did not register this in my previous watchings of Buffy, because it's, like, one line, but it's just so good for the entire show. It resonates throughout the rest of the show. Mm -hmm. Like, they definitely stick to the theory of people either being a monster and trying to get past that or not responding to reason or love. Exactly. Like, there are things that are just pure evil and they want to be that way, and then there are things that have evil inside them that want to get better, and it's... Yeah. So, wow. I was just like, that is everything of this show. This is a good show. And it applies equally to, like, people and demons. We see Yes, it, like, it really does. Yeah, it could be... Anyone can be a monster. Oof, so good. Um, but I will say, right before that happened, one... Buffy says the term freaky deaky, which is something that I say all the time and you don't hear very often, so it made me pretty happy. And cool. two, Giles yelled at Xander for falling asleep while Oz was werewolfing in the cage. And what does he do? He finds Buffy also asleep when Oz is in the cage being I a werewolf. Know. But he doesn't yell at her. Okay, my That's a double yeah, standard. I, I thought about that, but my assumption was that like it was already morning. That Oz had already turned back, the sun was up, it was, you know, 6am, the sun was up, and he was a human and asleep. And so Buffy was like, okay, I'll catch, like, two hours of sleep before classes okay. start. That's mm-hmm. what I had to assume was happening. Because, like, Giles was coming in for the day, which means, yeah, like, it had to have was. been, like, 7am already. So my assumption was, like, Buffy fell asleep after Oz had already transformed back. Let's hope so. But it also looked like Buffy fell asleep, like, while she was reading. So she didn't have any control over when she fell asleep. Which was yeah. my thing, and how is Giles to know that she fell asleep at the exact right time that he was already a human? I'm just yeah. saying, there's a bit of a double standard. I get it that Xander sucks sometimes, I mean, but you've got to be just as mad at Buffy as you well, were Well, the thing Xander. is, I think he wasn't mad at her because he, he knows he can trust Buffy. He, like, knew yes. Buffy wouldn't have been asleep while Oz would, like, he trusts Buffy, whereas, like, you can't trust Xander, obviously. No, yeah. Xander's, like, a fuck-up. But he knows, he does, he knows he can trust Buffy, and so he just does. That makes perfect sense. I totally get that. Just saying, if I was Xander in this instance, I'd be pretty pissed. I'd be like, excuse me, i sorry, but you need to yell at her because she was asleep. Everyone should be treated equally. That's all. Yeah, I'm I don't, not, I'm I not just, trying I to apologize for Xander. I don't think Buffy did anything wrong. I don't think she did either, but from an outsider's perspective, man, you do not know. He could have gotten out and killed someone again. That's all. But I guess at that point, she knew it wasn't Oz getting out. She knew it was Angel. So yeah. she could just fall asleep. Well, it wasn't, I just had a problem. It wasn't right? Angel. You know that Pete's the one who mauled. Oh, the, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was like, oh, I found Angel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think so I, she, I think that like she fell asleep the morning like after he had transformed. 
That's what I meant. Sorry, I just had to think about what you said. I meant yeah. that it was, yes. It's not Angel, it's Pete, and but it's not Oz. That's what I was getting at, yeah. is that she knows it's not Oz. Um, anyway, it's stupid. And uh, that's that. Um, oh, remember when, when Willow was talking about how she was somewhere at the donut shop until the tv did the snowy thing did the snowy remember thing? when tv did the snowy right? thing right when there wasn't what? just reruns of zorro on it like 3 yeah. a.m there was a time when tv wasn't 24 hours crazy like what happened if you were just up you didn't you were alone just you were alone in the world yeah crazy oh man such a shocking thing i'm so glad that's not the case now yeah. Also, we have Netflix, so. Yeah, I was like, also, who has TV? <laughs> You're never alone when, oh, we just got an antenna, so that's pretty fun. Whoa. We've got all of the cool, we've got the cool, like, internet TV with all the apps on it, but we also have an antenna for when there's award shows. Cause nice. Can't miss those live. Right, right. Yeah. We got it covered. I'm doing TV pretty well, like, to the best of, of my ability, I'm doing TV. I've given pretty up on live TV. Yeah, I don't, we don't really, I want to watch SVU marathons. Fair. But I don't want to, like, watch them on Netflix, because it really is, that's how I feel, that's how I feel about all TNT marathons. I want to watch TNT basically all day, but, like, I don't want to watch those shows on Netflix. I don't want to choose to watch them. Exactly. I want to just be there. I want it to be forced upon me, and then I just get so into it that I can't stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. House marathons? Man. Mm Mm-hmm. Man. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm not just going to pick a house episode to watch. Where would I even know to start? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Um, I have another thing to say about the 90s. Remember yeah. how 90s food is gross and they put marshmallows in jello? What's yeah, the deal with that? I don't that? know if that's a 90s thing. I think that's a, that's just a jello thing. That's like a 50s thing. Remember yeah, when really it is. Yeah, exactly. Like gelatin. They put everything in gelatin back In the then. 50s? Yeah. For, like, dinner parties? Yeah, they made, like, That's savory gelatin. Gross. Gelatin with, That's like, dis- sausages. No. That's disgusting. Why did they want to eat gelatin so much? But, like, jello with marshmallows in it doesn't sound gross. I mean, it's sweet, at I least. was just picturing, like, li- eating lime jello with, like, a marshmallow. I'm and good that with that. that sound appealing. I'm uh-huh. so good with that. Because I like lime with whipped cream. So. I don't. I don't. Really, I just don't like Jello that much. I like the red Jello Ew. on special occasions. Red Jello is it's cherry. Fl- I don't like cherry flavored. I things. like red Jello and I like blue Jello. Blue Jello is good. I like blue flavored everything. Blue flavored everything is pretty good. Cause it's so you can't wrong. Go wrong. It's right. Yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong with it. It's, it's just artificial sugar. Yeah. And that's what I it's want. It's not it to pretending be. to be something it's not. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. I always got blue jello at the Piccadilly when I was younger. <laughs> I always got blue jello at Luby's. Piccadilly and Luby's, they're the same thing. Oh, cool. I learned this. Yeah. I didn't Piccadilly know that. is just in New Orleans. Okay. And Luby is other places. They're all um, closing down. Yeah, no one eats at those places anymore. All the old but people are not? dying. I mean, that was I their so. audience. I guess so. I don't know, man. I went to Luby's a couple of years ago. It wasn't bad. There's no Lubies in Austin anymore. Yes, huh? There's the Lubies right by my house. The one in... It, it closed down. The one in Austin closed down. No, there's a Lubies that's, like, right off of Mopac. And it's 
It's in like the nicer neighborhood. The it's one I'm thinking like of is off of 183. I know that one closed no. down. That one did close down. There's one in like West Austin. Oh, okay. Like in the hills. Okay. The rich part of town. There's a Loopies. It's literally five minutes from my house. Okay. We so can those go there rich old people yes. keeping the Loopies in business. <laughs> rich old people getting their fried chicken and their jello Good and their stuff. broccoli. I don't know. I like Loopies. I do too. I'll I love Loopies. I'll say it, man. It's good stuff. Um, you can just get whatever you want. It's great. Uh-huh. Anyway, I'm going to cut all of this out. Mm-hmm. Unless Luby's wants to sponsor our <laughs> I don't think our demographics overlap at all. I Yeah, I really don't think they do. If only. I would listen to a podcast, though, that was solely cast out of a Luby's. Like, if their thing was just that they sat in a Luby's and did a podcast and just, like, talked with people, like, in the Luby's, I'd listen to that that actually might end up being really touching because it mostly be like talking to old people and you'd get like war vets and old like nurses and like people coming in and telling you their life stories old people have got lots of stories listeners listen to old people more often yeah they have things to to tell you they do go volunteer at your local old person retirement home that's what i was gonna say I was like, old person living place. The kennels for the old people. You know, the cages you put them in when they get to be a certain age. <laughs> um, go go talk to them. Go be friends with them. I'm friends with my grandparents. They're great. Yeah. Everyone loves them. Go old call people. your grandparents, people. Go call your grandparents right now. Pause this, call them, and then come back. Your phone yes. will automatically do it. Go take them to Luby's. Yeah. You, you treat them to Luby's. Yeah, you treat them. They they did a lot to get you into this world. You treat them. <laughs> did they? I mean, they I raised mean, your parents. They ra- Yeah, they raised your parents. And they probably but, bought yeah. you cool gifts as a kid. They definitely probably did. And they gave you a lot of love. Yeah. So there we go. Um, so I... Tell me if you agree. I really like Scott. He's great. Getting back to the whole marshmallow thing, the whole jello and the marshmallow, he's like, those are marshmallows in that jello. And I'm like, what a sweet guy. (laughs) What a little cutie. He's being so nice to her all the time. He was so nice about her going to the counselor. He was like, my mom thinks therapy is great. And I was like, you're so supportive. Nice. Yeah. Also, it's funny because he's like a high schooler who like has his parents' opinions. I don't. I just thought that was like like my mom thinks it's okay. It was so, so sweet. Like, it was endearing. Okay. And he's also not sweet in the like the too sweet yeah. way where he's just like a nice guy. He's he's just like oh am I supposed to be buying you flowers like whoops and she's like mm, forget he's, about it and he's, he's like great. Yeah, he's so genuine. I love Scott. Yeah. Why does he have to not be here anymore? He's still there now, Kat. He's still there now. Yeah, he's around. Enjoy him while he's there. I will. I like him. He's nice. Yeah, he's good. He's He's really good. But he has horrible friends. I mean, clearly. I mean, not anymore. They're dead. They're both dead. Now he has no friends. (laughs) He has, yeah, he has no friends. And it's going to turn into a whole sort of, like, dependency issue on Buffy because all his friends are dead. I mean, yeah. And I just, it's really sad that he he picked bad. The two friends he had in this world were not smart people. I mean, it wasn't wasn't Debbie's fault. It wasn't Debbie's fault. She just, she just was having a lot of issues. 
yeah. that she wasn't confronting. She was just like a victim of this awful, terrible, terrible guy. And she was yeah. a teen girl who shouldn't be expected to be emotionally strong enough to handle that kind of trauma at her age. Like, and understandably. Also, what's the deal with fucking Pete? What? Who, Pete's a monster. Where did he get... Where did he get the idea? He was like, I know. I will drink neon juice uh-huh. in this closet that I'm going to store at school in the closet. Right? And and then it'll make me a better person for my girlfriend so that she'll never look at another person. It doesn't make any sense at all. Because he tries to, up until the end, tries to make us believe that if he wasn't drinking the juice, if he wasn't on that old blame it on the juice, got you feeling loose, he'd be a perfectly fine person and he'd love Debbie and he'd be nice to her. But, you know, then he then kills people. Kills everyone. So so he's not a good person. Deep down. And that's the real trouble is that deep down something was happening to him. Exactly. He was out of control and he was just not a good person. I'm just rambling, but it's just horrible. Why why did he do this? This was horrible. She is so caught in that relationship, in that horrible, yucky, abusive relationship. Yeah. Poor Debbie. That's just gross. It's Poor gross, Debbie. man. Don't be abusive. Yes. And if you feel like you are being oppressed or abused or unheard, you find the strength within, man. Find it. And you just tell someone. Just talk to someone about it. Yeah. Man. People are there to help. Oz would have helped. Oz wanted Oz to help Debbie. Helped. Everyone wanted Man, to help but, Debbie. You're worthy ooh, of help. No Pete one, did not like it when no one Oz deserves, was talking to Debbie. No one deserves a Pete. No one deserves a Pete. He was a bad person. Man. That's the thing, though, is that Sunnydale has previously covered up or AK, or not thought about, um murders and deaths that have happened in the past that are like inexplicable supernatural weird things that they're just like shoving under the rug but this was just like another student killed another student it wasn't like the student was a pack of hyenas and it killed the principal (laughs) it was like one student literally killed another yep how do you deal with that why aren't we talking about that sunnydale i mean bad stuff they were talking about it they thought he took too many of his mom's birth control pills oh right <laughs> what what what, what? Does that even mean does that mean if we take too many birth control pills at a time we'll do that too like uh, according to sunnydale high schoolers apparently that's what estrogen does estrogen makes you kill people <laughs> i don't understand particularly also, because like the opposite of estrogen, testosterone, is mm-hmm. actually known to make people aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I... Why would a, a teen boy be experimenting with his mom's birth control pill? Right? <laughs> like, that seems like a weird thing. They could have said, like, his mom's speed. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, how his mom is a speed addict. <laughs> I don't, like, it just, birth control pills, like, they make me a little nauseous sometimes <laughs> than, than that. Like, 
yeah, nothing no, happens. Yeah, I thought that they would have gone, it would have made more sense for them to go the route of like, oh, he was like uh, on steroids, you know? Yeah. He was on steroids. Oh, he had roid rage. Definitely. Like, because those would have had comparable symptoms to whatever demon juice he was drinking, you know? Make but you he wasn't on any sports team, so they couldn't say like, oh steroids yeah. also they just kind of did like a steroids thing with the fish boys yeah so they're just looking for something new i mean it just shows that like signing deal doesn't know anything they're a bunch of uneducated goons yes who just goons. run around rampant like they're chickens goons. with their heads cut off yep um i also i understand he's a horrible crazy person but his logic for like i don't want you talking to that counselor because you ramble and talk to him and he listens to you but he also says earlier like i don't want to listen to you gross i hate you when you ramble so wouldn't you think if he was the same person and he really truly hated his girlfriend speaking to him and like expressing herself he would have been like it's great that you have a counselor because you can go unload all your stupid girlfriend shit on him and i don't have to listen to you at all i mean i know he that's not a sane scenario either but just like man that monster juice did a number on him well i mean that's how abusers work they're generally not logical the things they say don't make sense and like his point with the counselor was really just like abusers need to isolate their victims in order to make sure they don't seek help so he was like yeah she's open up to this guy she's gonna get help and they're gonna come for me and i'm not gonna get to be with her because i love her in heavy quotations yeah and i understand he didn't yeah he doesn't want her like talking to other people he wants him to be her only like rock in quotes so that she has no one else to lean on so that she like can't leave him and stuff because it's horrible but um yeah i just you just i just had no comprehension of his character probably for good reason yeah he was just the worst just, he just really was. generally the worst. Um, yes. I just, I also just wanted a little more backstory on the crazy juice. Yeah, you know? me too. I didn't understand. Was it supposed to be science or magic? I don't know. I don't know. Didn't really seem like either. I think it was supposed to be magic. And how did he get a hold but of then, it? How did he figure that because, out? Was Pete a genius? Yeah. I don't, I thought that maybe we'd at the very end of the episode be like, yeah, remember those guys who tried to make their brother out of other people? Like, they sold him monster yeah, juice. Yeah, yeah, something. Something like nope. that. Nope. Well, it was just like, found his chemistry book, he did this. And you were like, yeah. what? No, his head literally, like, spun around and he yeah. turned into the Hulk. The hell was that? It was not science. But it wasn't, I don't know what it was. I don't either. Like, no idea very very strange um yep that's oh also what was the what did i write here eight iced cafe mochas oh somebody thought that he ate he drank eight (laughs) iced cafe mochas and then just went crazy what (laughs) i i I thought that was really funny yeah also dumb because let me tell you personal anecdote I once had seven shots of espresso in one day. I did what? not murder someone. I got violently okay. ill and was bedridden oh. for 12 hours. That makes sense. That's what happens when you have too much coffee. 
kids. Yeah. I I just liked how it's eight iced cafe mochas. Yep. Because I don't even... Yeah, I don't know. It was... It was good stuff. It was just funny. And I'm pretty sure Oz said it. And just hearing Oz say that, it was like... (laughs) What? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I love it. And I also really liked the... Was it? I think Cordelia was like, Oh, now I'm stuck with serious thoughts all day. Man. (laughs) After she finds out the real truth. Oh, Cordy. I love Cordelia. I'm, they gotta get a, at least one good Cordy line in there oh, yeah. per episode. You gotta. To really, you gotta. to please me. Um, oh, okay. I want to talk about, I want to talk about Oz as a werewolf backtracking for a second. So Oz is a werewolf when he turns into that werewolf at that one point and he's like, yeah. he still had human teeth. It was yes, still it was jarring Seth and Green's terrifying. teeth. And it was so scary. It was awful. Than werewolf teeth would have been. Yes, it was also, somehow so much scarier. It was. Um, I don't know. It, it'd be like seeing a dog with human teeth. <laughs> yeah, it was terrifying. It was really scary. Um, I don't know if everyone noticed, but this is a new, like a uh, werewolf 2.0 costume. Yes, it's different. It's they very slightly, different. Slightly upgraded it. He's a little more of just he's darker he's black now he's like yeah he's like brownie black he used to be like a weird he was light he was like gray gray. yeah he was like gray um so a little bit of trivia around set the production team referred to the upgraded Mm -hmm. werewolf suit as gay possum (laughs) as in hey seth green you gonna go jump in your gay possum or like that's who left the gay possum suit lying around it scared me good good yeah good stuff they just that's that, not that's offensive not offensive at all no to no one to no one at all but not it was the to 90s. gay people or possums no nothing was offensive in the 90s never never have Especially, you watched friends never yeah. offensive <laughs> seriously even the early 2000s is still a little offensive yeah we didn't quite Oof. get our footing on TV until about 2008. Yeah. That's some dark so, times. Mm-hmm, some hard times. But now, most often things are somewhat politically correct, or at least trying to be. Usually. You know? At least they didn't call it gay possum on TV. They just, it was just in the Very background. true. You know, you're joking around with your friends. You don't mean any harm by it. It's not, it's not bad if you don't, there are no gay people around. <laughs> You know? That's a microaggression. You know how that works? You know? How you just say things and Ooh. then it slowly becomes part of culture and then people are ostracized. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't hurt anyone. Um, so yeah, a little piece of trivia. Good stuff. And, uh, speaking um, of trivia, yep. this episode mm-hmm. was written by Marty Noxon, who I love. She has written mm-hmm. some of my favorite Buffy episodes. She's um, good at writing. She is also the executive producer starting in season four. Oh, I so. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Go You'll her. notice on the credits it'll list like Marty Noxon. Um, yeah. Go her. She's fantastic and I really like her and I think she writes really, really great episodes. So shout out to Marty. Yeah. Go you. I really liked this episode. So I did too. Makes sense. I did too. There it was go. really good. I really loved, I really, really loved the last, the next, I guess, next to last scene with Angel, uh, like, coming out of his, you mm-hmm. know, demon, whatever, 
and like hugging her legs and just the, the close up on Sarah Michelle Gellar's face mm-hmm. was beautiful. Like yeah. her facial expression was so perfect. The perfect amount of like confusion and pain, but also happy, but like it was just yep. great. It was great. Yep. All around good. Yeah. I did, yeah. Is I think that moment, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's face aside, I think that moment could have been a little better, but it was not the worst. Usually I hate all of the things that are like, OMG, Angel, OMG, they're together, and like, OMG, cheesy, sappy, gross stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like when it comes to like sad stuff, when they do it with Angel, it never really hits for me. Yeah. But this definitely wasn't the worst. I wasn't bothered by this scene at all. I liked That's, it because it wasn't... They didn't try to immediately go to, like, some romantic place or, like, they no, didn't yeah. have, like... Yeah, they didn't try to make it, like, some sort of a mushy scene. It was very much she's just like, what the fuck? Like, I she think had, like, it, a very honest reaction. Yeah, it was well-written. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah. I would... Yeah, it, it was well-written. And I liked, the like, the direction that they're taking it in where she's just, like uh you're a monster and now you said my name what's happening yeah exactly because crazy it is crazy i mean it's crazy that he's back how did he even get back why did he fall so hard on the floor that it made a dent maybe we'll find out brain damage episode who knows i don't know man all of it's we've got a lot of questions to answer we do for the next episode booby booby boo buffet um five words or less yeah i don't have a great five words or less i came up with such a blank so what are your five words or less cat i didn't come up with five words or less yet but i do have a really good pun um I really like this episode. It was written by someone really great, Marty Noxon. More like Marty knocking it out of the park. That's not even a good pun. You said you came up with a good one, Harley. Whatever. I I just came up with it. Brand new. No one's ever made that pun before ever, Kat. I don't know what you're talking about. Marty Noxon. More like Smarty Noxon. Because she's so dang smart. That was genius. Thank you so much for complimenting me so graciously. I wish someone in your life would have done that to you. Yeah, I'm a supportive co-podcaster, Kat. Ever heard of those? I have, actually. I have. I will not subscribe to that sort of action. I couldn't Uh finish the sentence. Five words or less? My five words or less are inner turmoil makes you good. Wow. Okay. My five words are less. Um, uh, oh, God, I still don't have anything. Um, okay, my five words are less. Great, but needs more Oz. Yes, more Oz. More Oz. More Oz. Every episode, every day. What could his spinoff be called? It could be called... It could be called... Pause. That's what I said earlier. <laughs> Did you? Yes. I didn't hear I you. Said... 
<laughs> but then I realized it really didn't make sense because it like doesn't people would make be sense. like what? Mm, yeah, and, does not um, read. It could be called oh, it could be called Werewolf in London. We already London. have a show planned <laughs> out called Werewolf in London, Cat. I know, I just really like the title, because the theme song could be that, that I song. I know, I know, but this is our other show, okay? These right. are two different shows, Kat. We have too many werewolf shows. We really Clearly. do. This is a problem. I didn't realize. Um, I mean, I guess if anyone ever comes up to us and they're like, quick, a big TV exec needs you to pitch some werewolf shows, and he'll pick the best one, and then you'll make a billion dollars. We'll be set. We'll have at least two ideas. Yeah, at least two. It's more than most. Yeah, that is more than most. So for more werewolf TV pitches, you can follow me on Twitter at Harley Lauren. And for, t- I guess the same thing because it's <laughs> all we think about. You can follow me and my catula. And you can and follow the show at Culture yeah. Buffs. Mm-hmm. You can, you may, you have our permission. You're allowed. Yeah, you can email the show culturebuffsshow at gmail dot com. And you can leave us some nice iTunes reviews, leave us comments on SoundCloud, all mm-hmm. of that good stuff that makes us look good to the podcasting gods. Yeah, we're just trying to please them. We're just trying to put things at their metaphorical altar so that they will grant us the amazing ability to talk about nothing for uh, about an hour. The one true power everyone wants. Alrighty. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We're out. That's how I'm going to end this episode. It was horrible. It sounded like I was on crack, probably. Wolf. I'll fix it. <laughs> did you just say wolf? Me. I did just say wolf, because oh. I'm just... It's going to bug me.